0: Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. In case you'd forgotten, now's a good time to remember the Alamo. On February 23, 1836, the Mexican army surrounded the Alamo mission in what's now San Antonio, Texas. The Alamo had 18 cannons and about 150 defenders including James Bowie of Bowie Knife fame and Davy Crockett of Coonskin Cap fame. Eighteen days later, on March 6th, the Mexican army attacked, killing almost everyone inside. On this edition of Burning Bright, three pieces by writers living in Texas. Parole Shaw said that when she was a child, she didn't feel her mother's joy over mangoes, but seeing her son's excitement about them was a second chance. Here's an excerpt from her essay, Inheritance. At the moment, there are eight mangoes slowly rotting in my spare refrigerator. This refrigerator is where the less loved and or over-purchased foods go, and the mangoes check both these boxes. I did not buy these mangoes. They were provided by my mother, who also provided the six quarts of mango pulp that fully furnished the freezer compartment of the spare refrigerator. If you can't tell, mangoes matter a lot to that lady. In fact, mangoes are second in importance only to breast milk in the minds of my mother and her friends, the aunties. Since I can remember, every year one of these ladies excitedly detects the start of mango season and raises the alarm for the others, who then careen over to the ethnic grocery stores like moths to a pulpy orange flame to scoop up cases of green and orange jewels. By the time they get home, their Hondas are resplendent with the sweet tropical breath of their hall, and their minds are drunk with sentimental nostalgia for their mango-scented childhoods. My mother's family owned a successful timber business, but don't ask her to name what sort of wood they built their fortune on. Ask her instead what types of mangoes grow in their orchards, and you will get a thorough inventory that she's held in her heart for over 60 years before she nearly swoons at the recollection of it all. Kesar, Hafuz, Rajapuri, Jamadar. After this, she will regale you with stories of how she and her cousin snuck into the orchard just behind their shared family compound in order to thieve mangoes and devour them in the sanctuary of trees hidden from the watchman's gaze. The lavishly sweet hafuz mangoes in the family orchard were and remain the truffles of India, commanding a dear price if the motley crew of cousins didn't plunder the treasure first. Today I found hafuz, my mom proclaims, like a proud pickpocket who scored a hundred-dollar bill. I swear she still glances left and right at the Indian grocery store before discreetly tucking a box of Alfonso mangoes into her cart and scurrying away like a giddy child thief in an orchard. Alfonso mangoes are in fact hafuz. Hafuz being the way my Gujarati ancestors pronounced the name of the Portuguese military commander who apparently had something to do with teaching them how to graft mango trees. My mom doesn't know this, and no one who values their life should tell her, because her mango pride is wrapped tightly together with her patriotism for her motherland. Excerpts from Parul Shah's memoir, Inheritance, published in the brand new issue of Passager. Vivianne Vives said that her poem, Facebook Message from a Stranger, was based on a real message she received. Hi, I'm Anna Maia from Sao Paulo. For almost six years, I took care of Mr. Lorenzo Benuti Jr. For a long time, I have heard of you. I have heard many stories, adventures, and much romance. I knew you from hearing him talk so much about you. Mr. Lorenzo Benuti Jr. showed me several pictures, told how important you were in his life. I never had the courage to send any kind of message. I did not want to feel the illusions he held. He dreamed awake with everything you lived. One day I showed him your page and he cried. I realized that I could not be showing too much. He got too agitated. Today I had the courage because, unfortunately, he is gone. I want you to know that it is gone. Until yesterday, you were still the inspirational muse. In all he was going to paint or sculpt, always you were the model. Forgive me for sending this message, but I think he would be glad to know that I sent it. You have always been remembered with much love. In a way, I knew you, even in remembrances you made my friend happy. If I can get a picture of you, I'll show you. From Passager's 2019 Poetry Contest, Facebook Message from a Stranger, by Vivian Vives. And finally, from Passager's winter 2017 issue, Janet McCann's poem, Tea. The twin bed on the porch where the old dog sleeps looks slept in, beyond wrinkled. Sheets worn and holy, bits of dirt, clumps of matted hair. The twin bed smells like dog and old socks. Sprayed with Febreze, it smells even worse. Mangled chew toys top a feathery pillow. Why don't you get rid of that thing, the neighbor says from the kitchen table. She points to the bed, but means the dog. You could have a nice sofa in here. It smells of Pine Sol and Lemon Pledge, darkened with just a trace of dog. Tea in chipped cups, she has a new Honda. The old dog snores, shifts, snores louder through the warped screen door. Tea, Janet McCann To read even more work by Texas writers, or to subscribe to or learn more about Passenger and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassengerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passenger staff, I'm John Shore.